Sometimes, words and terms have been around for so long that we take them for granted. A nurse manager in the medical intensive care unit shows us that social and cultural change must be accompanied by linguistic change. It's Tuesday, May 14th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Lisa Carter. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Josh. Thank you so much for filling in for Patrick, who is on vacation for the next few weeks. My pleasure. Let's talk about some of the news and highlights from the past week. Well, any shuttle riders out there will want to check out the tip of the week that's on OHSU Now. There's some great information about how you can track where the shuttle is real-time using the My Commute app. Are you a shuttle rider, Josh? I am, Lisa. Yeah, it's kind of nice to uh, not have to memorize the schedule. I've used that feature in My Commute uh, a few times. It's definitely helpful. Excellent. Anything else to highlight? You may recall last November, OHSU adopted a transgender-affirming healthcare policy. Part of that policy is ensuring patients are addressed and referred to based on their self-identified gender. And that means using the correct pronoun, which Mm -hmm. means we need systems in place to help us do that. Exactly. So there was an epic upgrade that went live this past weekend, and included in that upgrade are new fields related to sexual orientation and gender identity. That's great progress on an incredibly important initiative. Mm -hmm. And speaking of using proper names and terms, our main interview today features a story about a nurse manager who dared to speak up when she noticed a particularly harmful term on a medical device. That's right. Tracy Lamb spoke with the individuals involved and how they took action. And here's that interview. I'm here with David Quitmire, Director of Respiratory Care Services, Adrian McDougall, nurse manager of the medical ICU and critical care float pool, and Gina Hawley, vice president of professional and support services. Thank you all for being here. Now, before I go on, I have to preface this podcast with almost a listener discretion is advised. Um, That's because I think we're about to talk about an issue that some might find uncomfortable and the words we use can be upsetting. Would you say that's fair, David? I think that's fair, yes. All right, well, thank you for for being here and welcome. Um, And what we're talking about is a term that's commonly used in technology and computers, um, a term that's really rooted in in racism. Um, So David, what did your team discover and and where and um, the the basics? Okay. Several months ago, um, it was brought to our attention that um, one of our ventilators that we use um, for a particular mode of ventilation where we connect two ventilators together to help patients breathe with specific um, lung diseases uh, where we need to ventilate each lung separately. Um, It's referred to as independent lung ventilation. Um, Within the programming of the ventilators, the term master and slave is used within the interface of those ventilators. Um, And uh, it was brought to our attention by um, Adrian McDougall, who is the uh, nurse manager for medical ICU, that um, this language could be perceived as offensive. I've I've been in respiratory care uh, in the healthcare profession for well over 20 years now, and it was one of those things that um, had always been around and and um, initially, whenever um, Adrian had, had addressed that with me, um, I was I was just thinking of um, you know the terminology, and I was just kind of explaining, well, that's just what it's that's just how it's labeled, and that's how we use it. And then um, you know she made the point that to say that um, you know, she referred back to 
other visitors to OHSU and um, how how um, this was was not inclusive of them. And I think that is what snapped in my my mind. Um, you know, it hit that trigger point that I went I went back to that to that unconscious bias training that I took. And, and looking at OHSU's mission statement, and it was it was that aha moment where it was, oh yeah, wait, let me let me step outside of my my boundaries and familiarity and look at it from a, a wider perspective, and um, that is the the moment that I realized it, yeah, this 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 is this is not correct, um, you know, and, and we need to do something about it. Right. And, and just backing up a little bit for, for the listeners who aren't, um, you know, familiar with the purpose of a term like master slave in the device world, in the technology computer world, yes. what does that, what purpose does that serve? So um, what, it, what it refers to with, with, techni- with de- mechanical devices is that essentially one device controls another device. So... Um, different devices can be connected together. One ventilator is programmed um, and it controls the, the second ventilator. Um, this, this happens with um, IV pumps, it happens with EKG monitors, same type of, of uh, language has been used. Um, in the world of um, programming, computer programming, um, this has been used for a long time where um, one uh, computer will control other computers. And mm-hmm. that's, that's where the, the terminology came from. Okay. So Adrian, when did you first notice the language and what was your initial reaction to seeing it? It was just a really busy day on the MICU and I happened to just be walking through the unit and there were um, two ventilators outside of a room um, and they were labeled with each of the, um, one was the master and one was the slave just with a piece of paper. And that was the first time that I had seen that language. Um, my initial reaction was just kind of shocked and um, I was really taken back by that that would still be used and we would be labeling something like that. Additionally, I thought, well, if I have this reaction and I, I've been an ICU nurse for 10 years, I am a clinical trained, you know, I was curious about our patients and our families who happened to walk by and see those things labeled. So my, my initial reaction was um, shock, and I was a little disappointed that that's we couldn't think of other ways to label things. <laughs> Once you had this aha moment you talked about, what did you do next? I think I think it was the aha moment, and then what do I do now? So um, so one of the things proposed by Adrian was to approach the manufacturer and um, let them know you know that we perceive the use of this language as offensive. And so that's one thing that I did was I I, uh, I sent an email to our sales rep for the uh, for the ventilators, and then the second thing was I reached out to the center for yeah diversity and inclusion because that was the first thing that popped in my head was like well maybe maybe they've dealt with this already rather quickly um, uh, this was escalated um, up through the the higher. The higher levels of OHSU's administration for you know a, a very in-depth um, discussion about what this meant to our institution and um, um, how we should go forth. What what is what has come out of that um, initially was a change in our policy in respiratory care that um, we would not um, externally label ventilators with any type of ex- of potentially offensive terminology. 
Um, second, um, we are looking at other ventilator technology to replace our ventilators that would not have that terminology in it. So that is something else that we're looking at. Um, and a couple other things are helping to spread awareness of this issue. So this podcast episode is one of those things. Um, and then um, one of the things I've been asked to do is um, write an article for um, our national uh, respiratory care magazines. Um, so that's one thing I'm working on right now. And we'll hope to get that published in the very near future to help just kind of spread that awareness through through our profession and, and you know, about, about the culture and the language. So Gina, I want to bring you into the conversation. As the Vice President of Professional and Support Services, I'm hoping you can provide some perspective for us. This started with one action, one department, but how important was this one action in the bigger picture? I think it was pretty monumental, right? To have Adrian and David talk about an issue that came up that could have been really just resolved quickly or just talked amongst them and then just get covered up. It, it actually became a bigger issue than just just the title and just the phrasing that it may, meant so much more to others. Um, and, and the fact is that what I'm proud about Adrian is that she actually brought up the issue that I think a lot of people wouldn't think to bring bring up because these type of terms are part of you know engineering terms they're used on a regular basis, and historically and just regularly people don't think about it, and it's really easy for us to say, oh yeah that's part of engine that's part of those terms yeah it's normal and sort of to wave it off, so I'm really proud of Adrian that she really stopped and thought about it and said this doesn't make sense. For David, I'm also proud of him just to say, you know what, this is, this has an important impact amongst various groups that, 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 that terminology has, could have a real negative connotation. And how do we really rise above it uh, to really think globally of why that language is wrong and how it could really impact all different groups and types of people, that we are a a, a diverse uh, group of employees and staff members and within our OHSU family, and we want to to really make sure that we are welcoming to all. Mm -hmm. I guess, where do we go from here? What's next? Sure. So I think um, in terms of the, you know, this was around some of our ventilators that we had. um, And I think the thought is, is really just in terms of equipment, really understanding that piece of, you know, where these other terminology come from and how we could change that discussion. Um, Because this is not just with this group of equipment, it's with other, other pieces. I think the second thing, too, is really understanding and, again, continuing the unconscious bias training and all the education that uh, that Dr. Gibbs and his team and you have been part of to really, uh, really focus in on, on how do we bring a different level of awareness? Um, because it's so easy to think of what our experiences are and what we've gone through. But when you go through unconscious bias or when you go to other types of training, it's really important because it brings you out of your shell to really think through why these languages and these terminologies make such impact. So, so Adrian, how, um, how does it make you feel knowing that your awareness and actions are leading to changes um, and that people even in the executive level are taking notice and, and doing something about it? 
I'm really proud. I'm really proud that, you know, I was able to send an email and say, hey, I'm upset about this. And it was taken really seriously, taken, you know, like you said, to the executive level. And that changes are made. You know, thank you for bringing this up. And we're going to make a change. Makes me proud for speaking up, I'll be honest, but also proud to work here, proud to be a part of an organization that would take something that's been used for decades and say, we're going to we're going to do things differently. And so I'm, I'm really proud of that. I, it makes me feel that this, um, the, the mission and the values that we have around inclusion and diversity are not, you know, for publicity, they're genuine. And that's, um, makes me proud to be a part of this organization. Great. And thinking about the overall institution, what do you hope your actions will lead to? I hope that if other people see these type of terms and these, uh, you know, whether it's ingrained in manufacturer recommendations or um, policies that people speak up and see it as an example of that OHSU does want to do the right thing and um, is always trying to, to be on the forefront and lead through this. So I hope that people, um, even if you're not sure, well, that might not bother everybody, speak up and bring it to someone's attention because chances are it probably does. Great. Well, thank you so much, David, Adrian, Gina, for leaning in, taking actions, and helping to make OHSU a more inclusive place. Thank you. Appreciate it. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Tracy Lamb and edited by me. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.